0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: Hey, Hiker Trash, this is Ginger Balls. You're listening to the John Frickin' Mirror Podcast.
2: The only way to have a friend is to be one. Ralph Waldo Emerson.
1: Um, I'm gonna tell you a funny story. So it's it's
3: quite embarrassing. I just it's
1: not embarrassing. <laughs> it's no, it's it's great. So at some point Scrappy stopped telling his mom where he was on the trail. So she reached out to me on Instagram and was like, Hey, is Scrappy okay? He hadn't contacted me in two days. And I was like, you know, three hours behind him, whatever. I walk into camp and there's all these hikers where to a shelter, I'm like Scrappy, call your fucking mom. Like, I why is she reaching out to me? Like, so yeah, I kind of embarrassed. I'm just like,
3: like, what? What are you talking about? How?
1: Like, yeah, your mom's reaching wh- out to me. Like,
3: we're in the middle friend. of the woods, somewhere on the Appalachian Trail. Uh, I'm. This is my third through hike. I'm 20 years old at this point. I'm like, what are you talking about? I have no idea. I mean, apparently what happened was uh, my spot device, the, the signal wasn't going through, wasn't, um, it wasn't linking because of the, the canopy of the trees of the, in the green tunnel. So nobody had heard from me for a few days, but somehow, I don't know, she didn't reach out to me or I, I never know, got I the message.
1: And you did so yeah. <laughs> She
3: reached out to him <laughs> and he walks into camp like, call your mom They just i what are you talking about just like throws me under the bus in front of all these people
2: (laughs) was he was he trying to make his move and and you came in and 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 laid that on him
1: i did yeah there's all these hot hiker girls and he's like what's up ladies i'm like dude call your fucking mom
2: i'm doc and this is the john freaking mirror pod Let's start off with a reminder. If you are enjoying the podcast, help us out. Take just a minute and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're not enjoying the pod, well, just go ahead and keep that to yourself. All right, let's get to this week's guests who are each on the podcast separately in previous seasons. And they are both favorites with our listeners. And though they came on the pod separately, they know each other from the trail. And there is a very funny story about that. I'm going to get to that story in a little bit here. Welcome back to the John Freakin' Muir Pod, Ben Vaughn and Garrett Hernandez
3: always happy to be
2: here so in a podcast in a podcast when i pause like that that's when you guys actually speak so
3: oh is that that's that's how it works it's
2: kind of a back and forth kind of thing
3: Uh, oh we've been on trail too long
2: (laughs) and you know that you know from being on the pack podcast before we go strictly by trail names and so this will be the last time we refer to you as ben and garrett And let's uh, just remind our listeners what your trail names are, because they're both epic trail names and the the, the brief story behind them.
3: How do we decide who goes first? You you go first. All All right. um, uh, I'm Scrapbook. Yes, you are. You
2: you are are Scrapbook. That's right. All
3: right. All right um uh scrapbook uh, pacific crest trail 2016 continental divide trail 2017 appalachian trail 2018 and now long trail 2021
2: okay and what is the story behind the trail name scrapbook why scrapbook
3: i love taking lots of photos i like to have a camera with me at all times and i collect a lot of little trinkets lots of little odds and ends that weigh my pack down and are completely unnecessary but i because I collect lots of little doodads, take a lot of little pictures. I got Scrapbook for the memories. You know how it is. Right.
2: And for, during, during the podcast, during our earlier podcast, I think I shortened your, your trail name from Scrapbook to Scrappy. I may, I may do the same thing tonight if that's and that okay is, with that you. That is
3: a-okay. That does not bother me. Any iteration okay. of Scrapbook. It's a long name. I get it. So whatever you want to call yeah. it doesn't bother me any.
2: You also remind me of Scooby Doo's nephew, Scrappy Doo, so that uh, that fits in just just fine. <laughs> all right, how about how about you, Ben?
1: Um, so I'm Ginger Balls, um, and actually, Scrappy—I call him Scrappy. I don't ever call him Scrapbook, I call him Scrappy all the time. Um, he was there when I got my trail name uh, when we first met on the AT back in 2018, and you know it started out like old man. Old Man Ball, I mean, just all these iterations.
3: Sea stories.
1: Sea stories. I don't know. It just went downhill. I'm, I'm hiking with all these young kids, and it just got very juvenile. And finally, it was just Old Man Ginger Ball, so it was OMGB for a while. And then finally, it's like, you know what? Ginger Balls, and then got shortened to Jeebs. So, yeah, Jeebs, Ginger Balls, whatever you want to call
2: me. Okay. Very good. And, you know, I a little story before we get too far. Along here, and that is about two hours ago. I got a a notification that Ginger Balls had entered entered the the Zoom interview, the the Zoom room, and I I texted him. I said, "Hey man, you are two hours early," and he got back to me and said, "Oh dang, this whole time zone thing. All right, what's what's going on here?"
1: I'm not used to being in the real world. Like I don't know all this like time zones. I don't mean it doesn't matter when you're in the wild, right? Whatever. He also said he had a.
2: He also said he had a whiskey in front of him, and I said, "Hey, slow down, man! I need you coherent for the for the podcast."
1: Dude, I, I yeah, I, I'm an old dirty sailor. I can drink <laughs> as much as I, I need to to do this, but and, and so I'm super red in this video. It's not because of the whiskey. It's like the lighting in my place. I don't know. Whatever.
4: Yeah, sure. The <laughs>
3: lighting. Yeah. yeah
2: it's the lighting. lighting. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's the and, lotion.
2: And the the three of us are all here in sweatshirts tonight, uh, a long sleeve. Uh, apparel of some sort, and with your time zone difference, I'm uh, you are back in Colorado, is that right, Ginger balls? I
1: am. I'm living in um, Hot Sulphur Springs, tiny little town. I'm 30 mm-hmm. miles from anywhere. Like there's a gas station, no bars, no restaurants. I love it. It's almost. I just have a little tiny home here, and uh, th- it's great. It's a long drive to work every day, but. I mean, 30 miles, you're driving 70 miles an hour most of the time. So it's not that
2: bad. Okay. And how cold is it out there right now where you are? Probably
1: 25. 25.
2: And that's why you have a long sleeve shirt on. Uh, Scrappy and I are about probably 10 miles away from each other here in Southern California. And we've both got sweatshirts on because it really, it, the temperature dipped today. Uh, right now, it is pro- it's probably 60 degrees out right now. So yeah. it's and that's,
3: yeah. and that's cold for Southern California. That's I, right. It was foggy. It rained a little bit last night. It, oh winter is here. Yeah. Oh my God. How do it, you guys survive?
2: It, you know, ginger balls, when it rains out here for the first <laughs> time, people forget how to drive. They they, no, they, they they lock up, there are traffic jams everywhere, accidents all over the place. It is just a I, nightmare.
1: My daughter's in LA. I know.
2: Yeah. So.
3: That's right. You were anarchy out here.
1: I know. <laughs> I'm surprised you guys aren't wearing masks. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we are just far enough away from each other where we we don't have to wear masks
3: (laughs) we're we're socially distanced
2: yeah just just barely enough okay now each of you guys have been on on the podcast ginger balls you've been on uh two times before right this is your third time on the podcast
4: yeah
2: yeah so you are very familiar with the pro tip inside of the week that is a segment we do towards the end where i I thought about
1: this i actually talked to scrappy when we were on the long trail and i said well anyway i'll I'll save it i've got
2: you save it don't don't give it away yet but you 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 this is premeditated you and scrappy were talking about this out in vermont on the long trail knowing that you guys would be coming on the podcast and talking about your trip well
1: not knowing we're coming on the podcast but i'm I, i have a strong opinion on something that i want to talk about to other hikers
2: okay perfect Ginger balls and strong opinion. I, I those those two don't, don't order go together, right?
1: No, not at all. Not at all.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, before we get into things here, I wanna I want to go over a brand new section. It's brand new Uh-oh. for this episode. I'm gonna try something out on you guys. All right. You ready for this? Ready. Okay, you're my guinea pigs. This is the the current events section of the episode. Hmm. And so I, I picked out a couple here. And this one, the first one is not really that current, but it is a very appropriate to our conversation tonight. And that is the long trail FKT set by Joe Stringbean McConaughey.
4: He's now,
2: insane. What do you think? Do you know what the what FKT like is? Days.
1: Eight days, five days. Right.
2: Five days, less than five days. He did it in four days. 23 hours and 56 minutes
1: okay he's a he's a freaking beast like scrappy and i talked about this too on when we're on that trail and i'm like no like we did it fast we did it in two weeks which is a very fast pace it's like i don't know 25 22 i don't know whatever a day in that trail there's no way i could do 50 miles a day
2: yeah it's 273 miles yeah yep. yeah yeah So yeah, he did it in four minutes shy of five days. So basically five days, 273 miles. He's doing 50 plus miles a day. Yeah. That's crazy.
3: Yeah. I just, I can't imagine that. Like it, I like to think of myself as a young able-bodied hiker and it kicked my ass every single day. So to do it that quickly is just, I can't even imagine what that's like to put yourself through all that rock climbing, ladders, ups, downs, the mud. I have no idea what that would be like and why anybody would want to attempt that is beyond me, but more power to you.
4: Yeah.
2: Have either of you met String
1: No. No. I've heard of him, but I have not met him.
2: Okay. All right. Now there's two ways to hike big miles like that. There is uh, one, you are going very fast, right? You are basically running the trail. Or there is long hours. You are getting up way early, and you are hiking until way late. Or maybe it's a combination of the two. You're doing both. You know, you are you are waking up early, and you are hiking till way late, and you are doing it as fast as you possibly can.
1: So I I think the way we did it, um, we get up early, you know, sunrise,
4: mm-hmm.
1: and hike till basically sunset or an hour before sunset, and then get some good sleep in, but. Um, I was shocked by how difficult the long trail was. I've done, a, I mean, we've both done a lot of trails, we've done some hard, hard things. Um, but I fell every day. <laughs> like, so, so I want to say I fell 30 times during the entire trail. So I averaged like two falls a day. One day I fell five times. And the funny thing was, every time I fell, I could hear Scrappy get silent, like the old man's not getting up. And then I jump <laughs> be up, talking,
3: laughing, like, "Oh yeah, how many miles?" is it gonna... oh.
1: Yeah, <laughs> dude. It, there's something about that trail. It's the rocks, the roots, the mud. You yeah. slip. You. It's the, the the the. It's yeah. It's crazy.
2: Now, Scrappy, I have to ask you: Did you do what I did? I was hiking the Trans Catalina Trail with a buddy of mine, and he tripped and he went down face first, a hard fall, going downhill, right. And first thing I asked him was, Are you okay? And he said, Yeah. And I said, Okay, don't move. Don't move. And he asked me, Is there a snake? And I said, No, I've got to get a picture. This is this is perfect.
1: Scrappy never did yeah, that. Yeah, I, uh, I think he <laughs> should got have. A though. photo or two. He should have. He got a lot of good pictures. I There's, I, picture. I, he might have some. Oh, look at that look.
3: <laughs> I, there may be a photo or two of, of a defeated Jeeves. Okay. <laughs>
1: oh. Hey, <laughs> I don't care. Just I, I right. I, <laughs> that trail was rough. And yeah, I felt it was at least two times every day. I felt.
3: Wow. Yeah, yeah. there were some some rough times. But uh, like one thing we ran into, um, like you were saying about either waking up early or hiking, h- hiking fast or waking up early late into the day. One problem we ran into was um, being October In the Northeast, the sun setting super early, that was one problem I had not really factored into the equation. And like summertime hiking, the sun doesn't set until seven, eight, but out there it was setting at like five. So you're losing a few hours of hiking right there. So you have to make up for that at some point in the day, whether you have to hike faster, wake up a little earlier, or you're just going to be night hiking, slogging through the rough terrain of Vermont.
1: We, we did do a couple of night hikes and that wasn't fun because our lanterns were not appropriate. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay. Now we're going to get into the details uh, a little bit later of the long okay. trail, but uh, let's, go to your, let's go to our second current event. Have you guys heard of the North Country Trail?
0: Yeah.
2: Yes. That's a long trail.
4: 4,
2: it's it, yeah, it's 4,833.4 oh, miles. 48,33.4 miles. And so our second current event uh, is actually from from, uh, just earlier this year, and that is the FKT was set on the North Country Trail by Ryan Constantine Bunting. And actually, I have an interview scheduled with him a little bit later, and so I'll be talking to him about this. But he did the the 48, 33.4 miles. Of the North Country Trail in 186 days, nine hours, and 38 minutes. And he also became the youngest hiker to complete all 11 national scenic trails at 27 Ooh, years old.
3: Interesting. Oh, Scrabby, man. I
2: can Scrabby see Scrap. Scrappy is, is, uh, is scratching yeah. his beard right Uh-oh. now.
3: Uh-oh. This, this is uh, a cause for concern. Yeah, they, I'm, I'm going to have to bust out the ultras again and get back out on trail, yeah. falling behind.
2: And so, for our listeners out there who may not know what the eleven national scenic trails are, let's just go through them real quick, and then you can tell me how many of these you've already done, Scrappy. All right, here we go, because you are not—you're not even close to twenty-seven yet.
3: Uh, 24. 24. So I'm you got there. You I'm got getting three. there. I'm getting on in
2: years. You got three solid years before you you, you lose out on this opportunity. Here you go. <laughs> so, AT, the Appalachian Trail, you done that?
3: Got got that one done. Check.
2: Check. PCT done. Done.
3: Oh yeah, done.
2: Yeah, CD, cdt
3: <laughs> Easy day. Done. Got it. So
2: yeah. three three out of the way, right there. Okay, right
3: there. Easy peasy. Yep.
2: The North Country Trail.
3: I uh, I don't have that one yet.
2: Not yet, because there's there's forty eight hundred miles for you. Okay. <laughs> the Ice Age Trail.
1: No, don't have that one. Don't we're have gonna, that one. we're uh-oh. gonna do that. Next, we're gonna do that this
3: year. I, I have all a plan. Right. We'll talk about it. Okay. Right, all all right. right. We got we'll it. We'll
2: that out. The Florida Trail.
3: No, but uh, from from what I know about Florida, I'm probably okay on that one.
2: Okay, it's pretty flat. I think the high point is 20 feet. So
3: yeah, but swamps. I don't think that makes up for it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Do you do you wade through the swamps with the with the gators?
3: You're either in the swamps with the gators or road walking. So that's another one. Like if you want to do it, have fun. But I'm probably okay on that one for a while.
2: Okay. The Potomac Heritage Trail.
3: I don't know that one. I'm out of the loop. I'm a little rusty. Maryland?
2: Yes. And I think I think just from the sound of it, I think that's, uh,
0: gotta be.
2: it's got to be a shorter trail, too. I don't think it's a, a huge trail. The Natchez Trace Trail. Alabama. I've only
3: recently heard of that one.
1: Yeah. I want to do that. It's Alabama. It's like it takes you to the PCT or somewhere in that mm-hmm. Pinhoti, Natchez, Trace. I think they're all
3: okay. In the same so the area. AT, I'm assuming the AT, not the PCT.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Scrappy, this started so promising, but now I'm starting to have doubts.
3: Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's crazy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Pacific Northwest Trail.
3: I'd love to do that one. That one is, is on the list. It's on the okay. radar. That would be a fun one to do. But, all right. I don't have that one just yet.
2: Okay, how about the Arizona Trail?
3: Could be coming up. Okay. That could be a 2022.
2: Okay. And the 11th one is the new England trail.
3: Don't have that one. I never thought I'd be in the Northeast again after the Appalachian trail, but I went and did the long trail, so I can't say it won't happen.
2: Okay. All right. So our listeners out there, we have now just, we've put scrapbook on notice that uh, Ryan Constantine Bunting was the youngest at 27 years old to, Completely hike all the eleven national scenic trails. Scrappy's got three under his belt. He's got eight more to go over the next three years.
3: Hey, hey, I'm gonna God, have to oh, get walking.
1: Hey, <laughs> dog. So I want to tell you something. So when I met Scrappy, he was gonna be the youngest to do the triple crown. Mm-hmm. Some kid beating by like a month or two. Kill me and Scrappy.
3: Yeah, oil can. He's oil he's can got beat me kid. beat by like it's. Something the math works out to like a couple of weeks or something. It's exactly. oh, so, so he, close.
1: Here, here's your opportunity to claim the youngest to do whatever.
3: That's right for re- redemption. This there this is it right here. The next
1: three years, you just need to quit your job. <laughs> just walk and walk.
2: Yeah, before you reach Ginger Balls and Doc Age, you need to you get, get some of the youngest records there.
1: Oh, hey, yeah. you got, hey, you have one of your six dogs there?
3: Uh, no, one of the one of the few cats here oh yeah
1: now you have cats
3: okay Uh, yeah it's it's a a funny farm here the zoo
2: nice and ginger balls i'm glad you brought that up about uh when when you first met because i want to talk about your meeting story when when the the two of you when the two of you met now for our listeners who, who are regular listeners you probably get tired of this story because i've talked about it a number of times even on episodes uh, not involving ginger balls and scrapbook, I brought up this story as, uh, as just uh, an example of uh, expectations and you know w- how people prepare for trails. And so I love talking about this story. And maybe I've built it up in my mind to something that, that you know really wasn't that special, but
1: uh, yeah, no, no, it's a great story. I tell the story all the time.
2: Okay, all right, good. Scotty,
1: good. You want to tell it? Or you want me to tell it?
3: No, you got you have to tell this. Is okay, right. story go ahead, tell. ginger balls.
1: All right, so I'm I quit my job, sold everything, show up at um Emacola Falls. I'm hiking the AT.
2: But you need to tell them what your, your previous job was.
1: Oh, I was in the military for twenty two years.
2: So he's got he's got a military mind, he's got a military background.
1: Right. I'm like hey, I am gonna This factors go. into the story. It it does. Yeah, I, I agree. Okay. I'm prepared. So yes. I've got a forty pound pack sticking over my head. I've got three of everything. Cause you know, in the military you got First one fails, second one fails. You always have backup. And then, you know, you go through the little, uh, the little meeting at Cola where they teach you how to shit in the woods and leave no trace and all that. And like, oh, okay, he got it. And uh, then Scrappy walks in. He's got a pack about this big. And I'm like, this kid's going to die. Like, I'm glad he's starting on the same day I am because tomorrow I'm probably going to have to save his life.
2: Yeah, and ginger balls for those for those people who are are listening to this and not watching on YouTube, ginger balls put his hands together about the size of uh, you know a large uh, burrito at a Mexican restaurant. That's exactly. how that's how that's how like, big like it's a, his pack was, like a
1: Chipotle burrito. <laughs> that's right. And I'm like, this kid has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> and so we met that day, and then we just started hiking every day. And well, now I know, you know, every day Scrappy would break down my pack like you don't need that i'm like yeah i do yeah i do i do i'm I'm telling you man
3: like i don't want to tell you what you need or don't need but i've been around a time or two you know let me tell you this piece of gear not gonna work for you but hey if you want to keep it keep it
1: and so as the at went along i got rid of a lot of stuff and i was probably down to i don't know 30 pounds or something by the end so I, i shed like 10 pounds but i was beat up at the end and now i hike i'm not as ultra light as scrappy but i'm comfortable and i can handle what i you know what i need so yeah
2: and let me just set the scene here because in my mind this is how it works for me is that the the two of them show up to the starting point of the appalachian trail amacola falls and they're looking at each other and this is ginger ball's first long trail and he is military background he is he's got two Two three of everything in case, you know, the, the first one fails. He is prepared. He's got a 40 plus pound pack, huge pack. Scrappy sees him and says, oh, this guy in his mind, he thinks oh, this yeah. guy, this guy's never going to make it. I mean, that's just way too much stuff. Like, and look Ginger at that, Balls, that,
3: that house on his backpack. He's never right. going to make it to, to Maine.
2: Yeah. And Ginger Balls is looking at this kid, this young kid at the beginning of the, of the AT who's got, uh, you know, a, a 12, 13 pound pack. Nothing there. And he's thinking, buy a beer. yeah, <laughs> he's thinking, oh, this, this guy is never going to make it. So they're both looking at each other with this, the same thought in their head. This guy is never going to make it. And the funniest part to me is that ginger balls is looking at a guy who is starting his third long trail. This is, this is the, the last one to complete the triple crown scrappy has been around the block a, a few times and he, uh-huh. he kind of knows what he's doing, but the fact that they're both thinking that, Oh, th- <laughs> yeah. this guy's never going to make it. That's just I, hilarious to me. Hey,
1: I, I was ignorant. I was ignorant <laughs> to the hiking community. I just basically showed up to Anna hole and said, let's go do this. And I thought I knew what I needed, but you know, I met some great people along the way. And, um, you Know you, you learn, yeah. You, this thing you got to accept the fact that you have to learn, you know, you learn from other people,
3: yeah, for sure. Yep, um, okay. yeah, that's exactly what happened. It just I saw this guy with his, his woodland beanie and his big old orange osprey <laughs> backpack. Like, oh, this guy,
2: <laughs> okay, so that's, that's a pretty accurate picture, then in my mind. I haven't, oh. I haven't uh romanticized oh, it or built it up too much. That's now actually. Pretty real. 100%. <laughs> okay, good, good. Hey, let's talk about gear a little bit. I've got another new segment that you guys are, I, I don't think you guys have, have participated in. I call it the hiking pole. And it's not P-O-L-E, it's P-O-L-L, hiking pole. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of okay. cute, right? Yeah. Yeah. A little yeah. turn on words there, yeah.
3: Yeah, what do we got?
2: Okay, so I've got four, four different categories I'm going to ask you about. I'm asking you to take a, a position on either side of. Here we go. Boots or trail runners?
3: Trail runners. Oh, trail runners, absolutely boots. Nobody, nobody you'd, be wears a, boots. A, a, you'd be a damn fool to be out there in boots. Yeah,
2: scrappy laying it down. You'd be a fool. Okay, so trail runners, triple crowners, we're trail runners. Is that is that pretty accurate?
3: Uh very accurate.
2: Yeah. Okay, uh, tent or a tarp.
3: Tent. Tent, yes. Do I want to be a tarp guy so badly? But tent is the way to go.
1: I don't. I don't like bugs. I, exactly. My, my Z Packs weighs one pound. So why? It's for two yeah. people. Why not? Yeah.
2: Yeah. You guys ever cowboy camp though? When you have the opportunity, when it, when the conditions are right.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, Definitely cowboy camping is awesome. Not on the long trail. <laughs> <laughs>
3: no yeah east coast very little cowboy camping but you know where it doesn't rain west coast right yeah
2: so have either of you had this experience i was i was hiking uh mineral mineral king in sequoia earlier this summer and it was so hot at our first campsite that i i said you know what i there's no way i can be inside i was i was carrying a bivy at this time so there's no way i can be inside the bivy it's just too hot so i laid on top of the bivy and there were bugs and i said i i I, I suffered with the bugs because I, I was just too hot. I put my buff around my eyes and ears to keep the bugs out of my eyes and ears as I was sleeping. But then in the middle of the night, something touched my hand. Something touched my hand. By the time I got up and took the took the the buff off of my eyes and got my light turned on, there was nothing in sight. But something Uh-oh. touched my hand. It freaked me out.
3: That's that's pretty spooky. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think it was I'm, some kind of rodent. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I've been I'm cowboy camp camping. Guy. I've been cowboy camping, and I've had a rodent, a little mouse, crawl into my sleeping bag with me. I had a little snuggle buddy that night on the on the PCT. But uh, as soon as I realized what it was, it shot out past me, and I was like, "There was a rat in my sleeping bag." That's pretty gross. So I've been there. I totally get it. Okay. I understand.
2: Have either of you woken up with a rattlesnake curled up next to you?
3: No. Unfortunately not. I, I've heard tales, legends, but I, I think it's one of those uh, tall tales and myths. I don't think it actually happens to people. Everybody knows a guy who knows a guy who had a rattlesnake crawl under his sleeping mat, cold up next to him in his boot but i i don't believe it i'm a naysayer i don't think it actually happens knock on wood <laughs>
2: i was gonna say urban <laughs> urban legend but you're, it's not really yes. an urban setting it's a be a, a rural, rural legend right <laughs>
4: yeah exactly okay.
2: got it all right next one is sleeping bag or quilt
4: mm, sleeping bag either
2: either yeah, what'd you bring on? Uh, would you bring on the long trail ginger balls same bag
1: 20 sleeping degree bag. Yeah. Okay, but I, I've done both, and yeah, it just depends upon whatever. Yeah.
2: Okay, and this last one really separates the sane people from the 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 oh, kooks yeah. out there. You ready for I, this one? I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Cold okay. soak or stove. Oh, you? Yes, you do know stove,
3: <laughs> stove, <laughs> or and, cold soaker.
1: Definitely separate the crazies because you got to have a stove.
3: What, to, why would you possibly need a stove when you could wait, eat cold-soaked <laughs> mashed potatoes
1: every day, dude? I turned. Guess who? Guess who did not cold-soak on the long trail? Scrappy.
3: Yes, I. I will. I'll be the first to admit I took I, a I, stove on the long I turned trail. Turned him,
1: and he started eating hot food, and he's much healthier now. Look at that beard. <laughs>
3: Look at that hair and the beard. Yeah, weird when you have actual nutrients to fuel your body. Exactly. You can actually hike a little better. Although I still say uh, (laughs) cold soak is the way to go. I only did a stove that was matters of circumstance because it was going to be cold in Vermont. So that was out of necessity and survival. Had it been up to me – well, I guess it was up to me. (laughs) Uh, Had it been any other conditions – cold-soaked mashed potatoes every night. The only okay. food source a hiker needs.
2: So I've talked to a number of people on the podcast here who swear by cold soaking. And so they convinced me, I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to give it a shot. I even, even talked to talked to um, Aaron Mayhew of Backcountry Foodie who gave me all kinds of cold-soaked recipes.
1: Doc, you're going to hate your life.
2: And I, I gave it my very best shot. I, I tried, yes. I tried this summer to do cold yeah. soaking and I, I made it three days. And I right, said, right. I've got to have something hot. Are you kidding? me? <laughs> right.
3: Thank you, Doc. Thank you. Thank you. See, in my mind, psycho. In, in my mind, all it is is like, oh, I warmed up this food earlier, and then I let it cool down for a few hours, and now it's time to eat it.
2: Yeah, if you got to play is mental that, games, same thought. If you got to play mental games with yourself to be able to, to force that down, that that's that's revealing right there.
3: Oh. exactly.
1: It's not prison. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: it's,
1: it's tough out there. Like, let's go through it, but have a little bit of some heat. Heat up your food or your coffee or your tea or whatever. And John or Doc, I'm sorry. Um, I think I turned Scrappy this this season. He's eating healthier. Okay. Uh, he's not. He's not drinking the mushroom coffee yet. But
3: not quite there.
1: Not quite there. But he was taking some collagen. And he started eating some like uh, you know I don't want to name the brand but uh, dehydrated meals in a packet where you add hot water. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, So I think I turned him a little bit on the on the long trail. Well,
2: a it must be bit. it must be working because the last time I saw I saw Scrappy he was clean shaven and now he's got this big thick beard. Uh, getting close. He's he's getting close to Ginger Balls. I'm feeling oh. a little bit odd. The odd man out here because there's no way I could grow facial hair like either. I think his beard is is
3: nutrition. Yeah. It's gotta be. I got turned on to collagen and all kinds of other (laughs) minerals and essential this and that, adding micronutrients, macronutrients, and there's definitely something to it. I'll give Jeeves that.
2: Well, the guy was in the Navy, so
3: he's gotta know a thing or two.
2: That's right. That's right.
3: Couple
2: of things. Okay. And continuing our gear talk, we've we've got a segment called the Must Bring Gear Review, sponsored by the Ultralight Backpacking Gear Company Outdoor Vitals. And here's how it works. If you were to let a stranger pack your bag with pretty much generic gear for a multi-day hike, what is the one specific piece of gear you would insist on being packed? And if you've got right. a particular brand for that specific piece of beer, even a piece of beer, a piece of gear. Even better, and so Ajeebs, I know that you are are itching to, to, to talk about this. What what is what is your must bring piece of gear out there?
1: So just a little shout out to uh, look at that jacket right there, that green one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know who that is, right? That's Outdoor Vitals. That's the best puffy I've ever had.
2: Nice, I, that's right. It. You got you. You heard you heard my promotion, or we we talked about it uh, at your last interview, and you went out and got yourself one of their jackets. Yeah.
1: So, I listened to the interview you did with the founder of it,
2: mm-hmm. Taysom Whitaker. Mm-hmm.
1: So, I was like, All right, let me try it. So, that puffy right there is the best puffy I've ever had. I used it on a couple of trails this year. Um, I wear it every day here in Colorado. Love it. If you need a puffy, highly recommend it. And the pillow they send you is the best pillow out there. Not comfort wise. I mean, yeah, pillow is a pillow but it lasts like I've, I've used that pillow longer than any pillow I've ever used it. Nice. So love outdoor revivals.
2: Nice. Uh, I want to make sure that, that the founder Tayson Whitaker listens in on this, uh, this episode to, to see the, the, the kind of reach I have.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, seriously, man, I, his gears legit. I like it. I um, say, I think I have a sleeping bag from them too. Um, I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, um, gear I have to have. All right, so here's my – I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on my pedestal here. Okay. So in the outdoor industry, 85% of the people quit because of injuries due to the wrong shoes. And I'm not going to put oh, a brand – Yeah, I, you know what I'm saying, this guy.
3: Oh, no. Oh, yeah. boy.
1: So people are in the wrong shoes, and they get injured, and it ends their through hike. Now, I'm not throwing a brand out there. I'm not going to stand on that, but you – you have to get the right shoes. Think about, so I used to work in a uh, retail industry where I sold shoes to triathletes and marathon runners. And it's always based on your foot pattern, you know, supinate, pronate, or your neutral. That's the shoe you get, and it keeps you from getting injured. You don't get plantar fasciitis, IT band issues, shin splints, all that. The hiking industry has not reached out or, or not accepted that. They just put shoes out there and, like, yeah, you have to have these because they have a wide foot box. I'm looking at you, Scrappy. You
3: have to. I got
1: wide feet. You need to have one. No, you've been suckered into the marketing. So, anyway, the shoe, I'm, we're not mentioning brands here. The shoes he wore lasted 200 miles. The shoes I wore lasted 800 miles. I took a picture of them next to each other. My shoes, I could still wear them now if they didn't smell like dog. But his after two hundred miles, holes all in them, blown out. He's just he succumbed to the marketing, and I'm like, no, there's a better product out there. That's what I'm saying.
2: But you're not naming in the interact- better product. You're not. You're not naming the better product, though. Ginger balls.
1: <sighs> I don't get paid to do that, but I have a product <laughs> that I like.
2: Okay, but they are tra- they're 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 trail runners.
1: All right, I'll go. I'll go ahead and say it. Salewa drop lines.
2: Salewa drop lines. Okay, yes,
1: that is the shoe. I look. They've given me free shoes. Now I buy the, their shoes. So I now I have a choice. What do I want? I buy Salewa drop lines. So they'll last forever. I don't get injured. But that's because of they work for me. Mm-hmm. Every hiker needs to find the shoe that works for them. Not get suckered into marketing, and then two hundred miles later, your shoes blow out.
2: I have a feeling this is going to be point counterpoint. I can't wait to hear Scrappy's uh, rebuttal here.
3: Let's okay. Uh the shoes, this brand that will name remain nameless, but let's just say every hiker wears them and knows them. Um sure <laughs> they for- may <laughs> they may have a certain durability issue in yes. the toe box. That, that could happen. Usually after 500 miles, but this just goes to show 200
1: that miles. I have a picture of okay. your shoes and my shoes.
3: Go ahead. I Sorry to interrupt. I think it just goes to show how tough the long trail is. I've gotten many miles out of my shoes, but the long trail just destroyed my relatively new pair of popular trail shoes. That's
1: because you're walking around LA. Doing whatever, going up to the Hollywood sign, easy hiking. Then in the real world, in the real hiking world, your shoes got destroyed. I hiked the same pair of shoes, uh, superior hiking sh- trail, then long trail. 600 miles easy.
3: And, and those shoes worked. And I, your, yes, yours did not have any points of failure. But... And they looked good. <laughs> and they look good all right and they look good. um
2: now scrapbook that was no that
3: problems.
2: this this became point counterpoint on on trail runners right but did you have another piece of gear that you wanted to share as your your must bring piece of gear or were you also going to talk about shoes
3: no i i okay I'm always down to, especially with Jeeps, to argue shoes. That's how we spend a lot of our time out there on the long trip, just yelling at each other, days upon days,
2: yelling at each other about shoes. Okay.
3: Um, But I would say my, uh, I don't, you know, I got turned on to sit pads, and it's it's a luxury item. But man, is it nice just to not sit directly in the dirt, a little sit pad, just I've got a piece of uh, Z-Lite mattress cut many times. So it just got a couple of little sheets on it. And man, I love that thing. I take it on day hikes, uh, carried with Carried it most of the AT and the entire long trail. And it's going to come with me on any other hike I do. Cause the sit pad is the way to go. You can feel like you're sitting on a couch when you're out sitting in the pouring rain or the hot dusty trail on a little sit pad. It's a luxury item, but I'm going to say essential to keep morale up. Okay. That's going to be my point. And I'm sticking to it.
2: All right. Cool. I have a confession. I have a confession. I was uh, on that mineral King loop trail this summer with uh, my cousin and her fiance Yahtzee, who so Bindi and Yahtzee on the Mineral King Loop Trail, and he had a sit pad like that. I made fun of him for the first uh, day and a half. I called, called him bougie, and you know, oh man, look at that! Who brings a sit pad out here? And then he offered it to me one time when we stopped, and I was like, oh, I got to get one of these. This is this is this is good stuff right here. <laughs>
3: it, it is once you. Once you use it, there's like kind of no going back because like, oh, I could sit in the dirt. My primal ancestors sat in the dirt for thousands of years, I can do it. And then it's like, oh, wait a second, I can be comfortable. I don't know, I'm just saying, sit pad is the way to go.
2: Okay, Ginger Balls. Did you have a sit pad?
3: No, hell no,
1: <laughs> hell no. <laughs> I made fun of Scrabby
4: for his sit pad.
3: And there he was sitting in the dirt like some kind of Neanderthal. Whereas <laughs> me, a sophisticated, civilized person, sitting hey, on my d- little. Hey, Doc,
1: it's the difference sip- between LA and the rest of the world. You know, he, he needed his boozy sit pad. And I'm like, you know what? I'll sit on the dirt. I'm fine. <laughs> I-
3: I just we're, we're built a little differently, a little higher society here.
2: If hey, we're wearing right. sweatshirts and it's 60, 60 degrees out, that's that should give you some indicators like
3: a blizzard out it's there. Cold, I'm yeah. not stepping outside oh, risk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, what was uh, what was your your base weight on the long trail? Oh,
3: um, I. Let's see, before I got a fuel canister, it was. Oh, we
1: didn't talk about that. <laughs>
3: It was just shy of 10 pounds. Okay. I got super lucky on that one. I, I was not, I'll be honest. I wasn't totally focused on being an ultralight jerk this time around, but I got lucky and I was still sub 10.
2: Okay. Jeebs, how about you? Uh,
1: right around 13. Okay. Yeah, I like I like my comforts. I'm older than Scrappy, so you know I need I need a couple comforts. But I want- that's why you need the sit pad. It's for uh, your advanced
3: this, age. It'll help
1: my advanced age. <laughs> okay, so Doc, I want to tell you this story. So, Scrappy and I have hiked, I don't know, ten thousand miles. Let's just say something like that, right? Each, and we're very experienced. Day one, both of us were missing very important things. And on day one, we had to hitchhike into town to get things because we're like, fuck, well, we forgot. Like, and one of them was a fuel canister. So we the only we both agreed we needed fuel because he's not skull sucking. We could only find this giant fuel canister. So every day one of us had to carry it. It was kind of a game of who used it last had to carry it. So like if you got into into camp early so i was like hey let me cook my dinner and then i'd give the fuel canister to him like
3: oh you're carrying it and then i'd have to carry it the rest of the damn day because this guy needed his dinner his nutrients probiotics who knows why he needed right then and there as soon as we got to camp so i would fiddle through my backpack give him the fuel canister and like oh i'm carrying it now because i want to set up camp and then eat Hey, well, I, did, where, I was where, stuck with that thing
1: scrappy where do we go on day one what town was that the worst town in the world
3: oh my god i oh, i've what? been thinking about it nonstop stop since now that you
1: asked really oh it was it was the most bizarre town ever in vermont and we we uh yeah we took a cab ride And the cabbie was like, yeah, I got to drop off like three other people before I drop you off. And it was bizarre. Yeah.
2: Well, while you think of the name, I'm going to go back to the fuel canister because that sounds like the opportune uh, uh, time to play the hide the fuel canister game where I would I would set my alarm for maybe, you know, 2 a.m. I would sneak out of my tent and I would put that fuel canister in the other guy's backpack.
3: Oh, see, that's um, the move. That's yeah. the way to go. <laughs> yeah, Man, I wish I, like I had that. thought of that.
1: Actually, it we was, probably shouldn't yeah. name the town on a podcast because it was <laughs> it was kind of Crackville slash like Slowville. Slash Radi-
3: radiation leak in this town.
1: Yeah, I. I and everybody we met in Vermont, they're like, "Oh yeah, that town is like, yeah, radiation leaked into the water or something." I
3: was like, "Okay, we're not just like making yeah. this up. This is a known, air, known thing about this town." It sounds it had, like a. We need, it had a Walmart, and that's.
2: It sounds like a net, new Netflix series.
3: <laughs> it had it a Wal- could it, be.
1: It had a Walmart, and we ate lunch at the grocery store. And it was raining. It was just miserable. It was just like.
3: I, I wouldn't recommend the first town on the long trail.
2: There
1: you go. If okay. you
3: can avoid it's like, it. It's like a I
1: day in it. when you forget everything you need and you have to go resupply at Walmart. So
2: Yeah, and they probably saw you coming and thought you know, they had a very uh, uh, clear, clear thought that, oh, here's a couple of noobs. Coming in, couple a couple of newbies to hiking, and they forgot something something the first day, not knowing that you guys have you know ten thousand miles under under your trail
3: runners.
1: Yeah, but day one, we're both like, hey, both of us got to go into town. We're like such noobs, like
3: yeah, like like, uh we needed, we didn't have any fuel canisters. My uh my water filter stopped working, absolutely bizarre. I my Sawyer squeeze filter, I love them. I. I'll never use any other filter. I could not get water to pass through it in any direction. I've never seen that happen before. I don't know what happened. So basically, I had to use Jeeves' uh, water filter for like the first day until we I could go into town to get a new one because it just completely was f- – I want to say frozen. That's obviously not the right word. I'm assuming the last trip I used it on it just had a lot of minerals and just clogged it up and I could not get water to pass through it. So a couple of dorks, there we are. Day one, have to go into town for a water filter and fuel.
1: <laughs> Two children crowners can't figure it out on day one. It's like,
2: too I, I
1: hate myself on day one.
2: Too many probiotic uh, additives to your
3: water last year. <laughs> exactly.
1: It's, it's the mushroom It's the mushroom coffee.
3: <laughs> it's always the damn mushroom coffee, I tell you. <laughs>
2: Okay. Hey, we are going to take a quick break. When we, when we come back, we're going to get to the, uh, the big trip. These two took together on the long trail. Here's some of the details and stories from that trip. Some more stories. You already heard a couple. I uh, can't wait to hear the rest. So stay tuned for that. We'll be right back. From the backcountry to the backyard. We believe everyone deserves the highest level of protection. knowing that their products have been tested and chosen by those who count on serious protection on the trail all day long. The John Freakin' Meerpod is sponsored by Outdoor Vitals, the ultralight backpacking gear company whose mission is to improve the mental, physical, and emotional health of mankind by facilitating impactful outdoor experiences. Outdoor Vitals creates innovative technical products with confidence-inspiring education that empower outdoor ultralight adventurers. Their focus on performance enables you to live ultralight with gear you can actually be confident with. Whether you're looking for an ultralight sleep system, shelter, or pack, or if you're looking for top quality apparel for the trail, you can find it at Outdoor Vitals. Do yourself a favor. Live ultralight. Want to make a podcast? Okay, welcome back. We are talking to Ginger Balls and Scrapbook, uh, both previous guests on the podcast. They hiked the Long Trail together uh, just recently, and we're going to hear about that in just a little bit. But let's just take a couple minutes and remind our listeners uh, what you guys are all about, if they, if they don't already know. Uh, Ginger Balls, we talked about you are, you are located in Colorado. Did you grow up in Colorado?
1: No, actually, I grew up in Midland, Texas, uh, which is the desert. Uh, And then around uh, middle school, moved to Florida. I was in the military for 22 years. So I've kind of lived everywhere. When someone says, where are you from? Like, "Eh, I don't claim any place anymore. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm a Texan by heart, but, you know, I've lived everywhere. I was in California 10 years, and um, now I'm in Colorado. Uh, Fourth year here, snowboard instructor, uh, ski and snowboard instructor up here at Winter Park. And uh, I, I keep coming back here after my hikes.
2: Yeah. And you, you kind of glossed over it really quickly about your military experience. Let's, let's take just a, a second and pause right there. Because what what was your um, rank when you retired?
1: I a lieutenant commander. So, mm-hmm. 04.
2: Lieutenant commander. Did you make scrapbook call you lieutenant commander ginger balls out there?
1: No. So, I don't. I don't hold, I'm not holding on too tight to my military career. Like it's in the past. I mean, I'm glad I did it. Uh, I don't talk about it a lot. I did a lot of really awesome things. I deployed a lot, did a lot of combat tours. Now I'm just a dirty hiker and a ski bum.
2: Yeah. But that's quite an yeah, accomplishment. It, I didn't want, I didn't happy. want the, I didn't want to let that slip by. I want to recognize your service I and appreciate the that, that and, the, and the fact that you were you you rose through the ranks to lieutenant commander—that is quite an accomplishment. Congratulations!
1: Yeah, yeah, Actually, I you know I enlisted as an E1, um, didn't great, got kicked out of the house, didn't graduate high school, enlisted, and then found my way through the officer ranks, and uh, so yeah, I, it was great for me. It got me two master's degrees. Uh, you know, getting kicked out of high school and finished with two master's degrees. Okay, awesome. But now I just, uh, I just love the outdoors and I don't, I just don't talk about my military career much, but.
2: Scrappy, you Um, want to know what one of my, one of my biggest regrets is of the last couple of years is that I had, I had the opportunity to interview ginger balls in person. We met down in uh, Playa, Playa Del Rey, Playa Vista. Yeah. Playa Vista. Playa Vista. Met down in Playa Vista in person. We did the interview. Uh, It was a great interview. uh, Despite the dog howling in the background. (laughs) Uh, in the park that we were in, and then we we shook hands and uh went our separate ways. And I got in my car and I said, "I did not get a selfie with Ginger Balls. I didn't take a picture uh, with Ginger damn. Balls."
4: Damn, we
1: should have. I know. I mean, we missed that opportunity.
2: Yeah, we have yeah. to. We have to do another in-person interview. next time you're out here, let me know.
1: Hey, dude, I, I'll be in LA to see my daughter soon. So okay, I'll let perfect. You
2: know. Perfect. Yeah. And you take, you, you do do some odd jobs out there. I mean, you, you're, a, you're doing a ski, ski instructing gig, a snowboarding instructing gig right now. Um, I know just from your, your social media posts and some of our interactions that you also did some dog sledding up in Alaska.
1: Dude, I, I fell into the craziest, best job I've ever done. Um, I was hiking I got a text like, hey, we need somebody. It's somebody I knew that was working in Alaska. And she said, hey, we need one more person. You're probably crazy enough to drop everything you're doing to come do it. And I said, no. And an hour later, I'm like, tell me more about it. And then like an hour later, I'm like, I'm in. Um, so I went up and I was a dog musher for Dallas CV, which um, in Alaska, everybody knows he's Tom Brady in Alaska. He's okay. the... He's won. I did ride five times. He was the youngest to com- compete. in I did a rod the youngest to win. I did a rod. Like he is Tom Brady in, in Alaska. And he was like, Hey, I don't care that you've never done this. I want to train you. Um, so you have no bad habits. And I'm like, all right, Tiger Woods just asked, taught me to putt, you know, or whatever. So I, just booked a ticket, no contract, no paperwork. Booked a ticket to Alaska and showed up. And they're like, cool, tomorrow you're flying up to a glacier. And so I was up on a remote glacier and I was a dog musher for taking tourists around. You know, we hook up 10 to 12 dogs and take them around. And I'm going back. So when I leave Colorado this year, I'm going back. And uh, yeah, pretty oh. amazing
2: that had to feel good to be approached about doing a job like this that you had never done before coming hot off the heels of your experience with, uh, your, your attempt to become a river rafting guide.
1: Oh yeah. 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 Do, do, do you want me to tell that story?
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I just, yeah. I just remember how bitter you were about that whole experience.
1: I, I was, and I, but you know what? Okay. I want to say thank you to echo whatever raft guys down in Southern Colorado for not hiring me because I'm an old man and didn't think I could handle it. Cause I, this year I did the Hey Duke. Then I built trails in North Dakota. Then I was a dog musher in Alaska. Then I did the spear hiking trail. Then me and Scrappy did the long trail. So thank you for those people for saying, Hey, we're not going to take you because you're too old. A big fuck you. And then I'm like, Oh, really? Fuck you. I'm going to go have the best year fucking ever. So there you go.
2: Okay, you're out you're out there living the dream, man. This is incredible. Great <laughs> well, job. I need
1: somebody to piss me off again That's right. this year. Because who knows what's gonna happen in 22.
2: That's right. He might he might be on the uh the North Country Trail.
1: I'll be the oldest to finish all of... <laughs> what scrap what what are you going for, Scrabby? I'm gonna be right, the I'll oldest, be... you can be the youngest.
3: I'll be youngest, you be oldest. That'll be our that'll be our thing, our our, our marketing ploy.
1: Yeah, I really don't like being the oldest, but whatever. Okay, we'll do it. <laughs>
2: all right and scrappy how about you let's let's remind everybody about your backstory and where you grew up and how you got involved in in hiking
3: um i'm from southern california uh, and just got into hiking day hiking with my dad like when i was in high school and just kind of going looking at maps 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 seeing where we could go hiking next weekend and you look on one map and there's this little red line pacific crest trail like oh whatever that is. who knows what that is you look at another map miles away pacific crest trail you look at another map pacific Crest Trail. Like, okay what the hell is this red line on every single map of southern california do a little research turns out there's this uh, trail that goes from mexico to canada 2650 miles and just starts percolating my mind while i'm sitting there at school like well this kind of sucks oh but what if i was hiking every day for 6 months how cool would that be and i just kept thinking about it we just kept talking about it planning scheming and then i was like you know what i'm just i don't want to go to college right away after high school i want to go do something live some life experiences i'm going to walk from mexico to canada and that kind of became my whole whole world i was absolutely obsessed with hiking and 2000, 2015, I graduated high school. 2016, there I was walking from Mexico to Canada, this thing I had been dreaming, dreaming about uh, for years now. And then it turned into the Continental Divide Trail a year later. And, oh, I'll never do the Appalachian Trail. It's the East Coast. It rains. It's hot. It's humid. Well, if I've done two, I got to do the third one. And there I was on the East Coast uh, doing the Appalachian Trail where I met jeebs but i've since uh, had to put hiking on the back burner but i got a text out of the blue like hey let's do the long trail and we were able to get that going in a matter of like less like a a month of planning maybe just bam we got out there and and did the long trail in uh, 2021 so it's kind of kind of where i'm at
2: now, like Jeeves, you, you you covered a lot of ground real quickly there. I want to back up just a little bit because there's a couple of great portions to your story. One is this image of you as a high school student, as a senior, and you are you are dreaming about the Pacific Crest Trail. You are planning uh, while all your classmates are are thinking about college, are thinking about uh, summer trips and what they're going to be doing, all these grand adventures, uh, Europe or whatever. Uh, you are in class, daydreaming about walking the walking from Mexico to Canada. True. Oh, or yeah. false?
3: Oh yeah. Absolutely. I, everybody in at my high school knew me as that kid that liked hiking. I just, I was absolutely obsessed with it. If I wasn't at school, I was out on trail hiking, dialing in my gear, looking up gear, just completely obsessed with, with it. And. It, it's still a, a part of me hiking, but. Back then, like that's that's all I I was fixated on it. I everybody knew what college they were going to, uh, what branch of the military they're going into. And I'm like, uh, I got to apply for my PCT permit, guys. I uh, I, I don't have time to deal with, with, with college. Um,
2: exactly. And how old were you in 2016 when you started the PCT?
3: I was 18.
2: 18, and that's so, the other that's the other image that sticks with me, uh, from your story, and that is you convincing your mom to drop you off at the Mexican border on your own to start a 2600 mile hike. I, I can't even ma- imagine what the conversation is leading up to that uh, sounded like, but you did it. You, you you convinced her to drop you off at the border.
3: I was able to do that as, as she describes it. I just kept talking about it, talking about it. She's like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. You know, Kids talk and dream about all the kinds of things. He's, nobody actually walks from Mexico to Canada. That's not a thing people do. I just kept talking about it, and talking about it, and sure enough, I was like, "All right, mom." Like, and. Uh, March, 2016, like April 1st, you got to take me down there. I'm starting. I got my permit. I'm I'm ready to go. She's like, what, what do you, yeah, this is happening. What do you think I've spent the last four years preparing for? So I was able to get her to drive me all the way down to Campo and drop me off just into the world, <laughs> that was my first experience of just being out there on my own. That I was able to convince her. I was not able to convince her to let me skip my graduation in 2015 to get a late start and be a, and start late of 2015. But she said, I have to go to my high school graduation. So I almost get out there a year, a year sooner, but that I couldn't convince her.
2: But you would have beaten oil oil cam by a full year then, right?
3: I he oh. he he was able to convince his mom, I'm sure. Because he did the AT immediately after high school. So that that's how he has has me beat. <laughs>
1: so, so doc, I've I've met Scrappy's mom, but before I met her on the AT when I was on the AT, when we were on the AT, um, I'm gonna tell you a funny story. So, so it's it's
3: quite embarrassing. I just it's not
1: embarrassing. Uh. It's no, it's it's great. So at some point, Scrappy stopped telling his mom where he was on the trail. So she reached out to me on Instagram and was like, Hey, is Scrappy okay? He hadn't contacted me in two days. And I was like, you know, three hours behind him, whatever. I walk into camp and there's all these hikers where a shelter. I'm like, Scrappy, call your fucking mom. Like, I why is she reaching out to me? like so yeah i kind of embarrassing. him and i'm just like i'm like
3: what what are you talking about how like yeah
1: your mom's reaching out to me like we're in the middle of
3: that- the woods somewhere on the appalachian trail uh i'm this is my third through hike i'm 20 years old at this point i'm like what are you talking about i have no idea I mean, apparently what happened was uh my spot device the, the signal wasn't going through wasn't um it wasn't linking because of the, the canopy of the trees of the, in the green tunnel. So nobody had heard from me for a few days. But somehow, I don't know, she didn't reach out to me or I no, never got I the message.
1: And you didn't, so yeah. <laughs> she
3: reached out to him <laughs> and he walks into camp I call your mom. They I just, I, what are you talking about? Just like throws me under the bus in front of all these people. <laughs>
2: was, he, was he trying to make his move? And and you came in and 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 laid that on him.
1: I did, it, it, yeah. There's all these hot hiker girls, and he's like, "What's up, ladies?" And I'm like, "Dude, call your fucking mom."
2: Like,
4: <laughs> what are
3: you talking about?
2: <laughs> oh, that's that's, great. Not, that's
3: not even the first time she's done that, to be honest. But that's.
0: Maybe that's she another story for another
3: day.
2: <laughs> well, she did. I do remember this too. She she made you promise that if you hitched with anybody, that you would take a picture of the license plate first and and, oh. and text it to her. Yeah. In, in case something bad happened to him. And oh. so, what, my, this is great because your first hitch, you actually get into the car. Car pulls over. You get into the car, and they're getting ready to pull pull away. And you say, "Oh, hang on, hang on a second. I have to take a picture of your license plate to to show my mom because She's she like, made me I gotta promise. send
3: it to my mom. <laughs> I I did. I I said I got out. I, I took the photo. I sent it to her. I was like, Mom, these are the nicest, sweetest, nicest, sweetest people I've ever met in my life. You have absolutely nothing to worry about. But she was all concerned, thinking I was gonna die. Ne- needed updates of where I was. i was like, Mom, it's like ten minutes to town. Just like, but, cool but I
1: took him on his worst hitchhiking experience ever.
3: God, that one was terrible.
1: Where was it? In Tennessee, near Tennessee. uh Rhone Mountain.
2: So what happened? Yeah. Let's hear it.
1: Oh, okay. So I'm like, dude, we gotta go to the liquor store. Let's go. He comes with me. We this guy.
3: Right, it wasn't just a liquor story. <laughs> he, some of us needed liquor. Some of us had errands to run at the post office. <laughs> it wasn't all just liquor there were real world errands that had to be read. <laughs> is that a disclaimer uh, it, in case
2: uh, mom's um, listening
3: <laughs>
1: i, I kind of it might have been the local uh meth dealer picked us up it might have had to drop some stuff off on his rounds
2: oh wow but,
1: but he got us to the liquor store
2: eventually yeah
1: and he got us back but in between that was a little sketch and scrappy's like uncomfortable took a couple pictures and uh, yeah, but we're here. We're fine.
3: We, we survived barely. <laughs> I uh, that, I That was some rural country that guy took us to. When the car turns off the main road and just starts driving deep into the backwoods of Tennessee and starts telling you stories of what happens to people that tell about what happens out here in rural Tennessee, not a spot you want to be in. But there we were. But if you're going like be- in short shorts and sandals <laughs> at the mercy of this stranger that has picked us up in rural Tennessee, and he just takes us to he's got a couple stops, just a couple hey, stops this, we have this to make. Is part
1: of Scrappy's education.
3: <laughs> education is that what we're calling it? Yes.
2: <laughs> Scrappy, if you're in a car in the backwoods of Tennessee and it turns off the main road, I mean at least you're sitting next to a lieutenant commander.
3: I was like, all right. Right? I mean, that's, that's one know, thing like,
2: you got he, in your he, favor.
3: Yeah. I was like, okay, this guy, he knows what he's doing. Hopefully things kick off. We can, me and him can figure something out. It's going to be two versus one. We can do this. But here I, I'm in short shorts and flip flops because I thought, I think I'm just going to the post office and then the <laughs> liquor store. I'm not, I'm planning on fighting for my life.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. That's great.
1: That was a good time good time that was
3: it definitely made for a, a good story glad it i'm not glad it happened was glad it was over but man was it uh, a time i never thought i'd go on a, a meth deal in my life but you know you the is world that, has other plans for you i guess
2: is that type two fun or type three fun
3: i'm you know i'm gonna go type three on that one yeah. I, I i'm I gonna mess. call it type two <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a good story. It's all—it's a it's, matter it's perspective.
3: A, it's true. It's a good story, but at the time, and I—I don't think a I want young to, they don't... scrappy on
1: a crack deal, <laughs> liquor run, post office run with a stranger. So yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah. Type three. I don't,
1: right. don't, I don't want to do that again. Don't tell your mom about that. Yeah. <laughs> all you right. Did. I won't. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. Hey, let's talk about the long trail. We've heard a couple of stories already, but who let's talk about the inception of this idea. Who, who contacted whom about this and uh, started started putting the pieces together?
3: Oh, that was Jeeves. Yeah, he he hit me up with that. He uh, I was just sitting around doing nothing like I usually do. And he hits me up and he's like, next week, let's go. We're doing uh what trail did you do? The Pinhodi? No, not the Pinhodi. No, superior Superior hiking trail. Superior. He's like, next week, Superior hiking trail. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on. I got to give you a little more of a heads up than that. He's like, be there, be square. I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to be square because I will not be around for that. And he's like, okay, next month, the long trail. And I'm like, all right, let me get back to you. And like the next day, I go to work and my boss says... Like, hey, you know, you've, things are slowing down here at the moment. If you want to take a couple weeks off, go hiking and just enjoy yourself for a couple weeks. Like, you should start planning that, looking into something. And I'm like, boy, do I have something to tell you. So we got the long trail planned in a matter of hours at that point, basically. And just this weird timing of events of Jeeves hitting me up to go hiking and my boss the next day letting me have a, a few weeks off worked out perfectly.
2: Yeah. That's like, it was like fated to be exactly. Yeah. Now long trails in Vermont, it's 273 miles. As we, as we had said, do you need a permit to hike the long trail?
3: Well, if you do, I didn't have one. So,
2: (laughs) (laughs) Is it like the John Muir trail or the Pacific crest trail where there are Rangers periodically that are asking Um, for your permit?
3: No, no, it's just a, a free for all out there. You just start, either go Nobor sobo it has a pretty ingrained culture in in that regard and but it's you're up to your own devices how you want to get there and start mm-hmm. it's the oldest long distance hiking trail in the u.s so it's the the original it's the og long trail 273 miles
2: yeah. <laughs> nice and did you guys go northbound or southbound
3: uh northbound that's the only way to hike a trail we're not uh, we're not delusional sobos
4: <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> wow the gauntlet has been dropped right there
3: oh yeah i will i will stand by nobo superiority all the way <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay and so wh- what was your start date how long ago was this
4: um mm.
3: October third, yeah. October third, we started. Yeah.
2: October third, and you said it was you were out there approximately two weeks.
3: Uh, it was fifteen days. Yeah.
2: Okay. So October eighteenth, then seventeenth.
3: That's that sounds uh sounds, about sounds reasonable. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah, as, as in my old age, I am forgetting these things, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, 15 days, uh, October 3rd to October 18th, 15 days of, of being out on the long trail.
2: Okay. And are there a lot of towns on the long trail, or are you out in the middle of nowhere?
3: I would say there's a, a, a definitely a handful of towns out there. Mm-hmm. There's lots of options to get off, go to town, get back, go into another town a few miles up. But we didn't play it that way. We only went to like three or four towns. On the whole trail.
2: One of them being Doc the first Lee, day.
3: Doc, yes. Doc, besides Lee, the first time. We did it hard.
1: We went nine days solid, just hiking, covered almost everything. Then we only had five days to go, but I was beat. We did nine days hard. Nine uh,
3: days of just slogging through Vermont. In,
1: I think we did the first four days. We did... I mean, beside that, the town stop, I think we were, we we're doing like 28 miles because the first part of it was familiar because it's part of the AT
4: mm-hmm.
1: and we've, we've done it before. Um, but then, you know, everybody fear Oh, you have no idea what's up in the north. Like, it's it north. The, the north? Everybody's like, oh, OK, yeah, you've done this before. Wait till you get to the north you're going to, you're going to do five miles a day. I'm like, is it that tough? Like, what am I doing? And so that was our, me and Scrappy's big joke the whole time. It's like, oh my God, I can't wait. You know? And it is, it is more difficult as you get north. But that's the other thing I want to talk about. Hiking. Don't listen to the fucking fear mongers. They'll crush your dreams. Don't quit a trail because of fear mongers keep pushing. And if you can't handle it, then that's fine. You know, back off. But yeah, we had people tell us like, Oh, you'll never make it on day one. In the first uh, shelter, we met some people that were going Sobo and we said, yeah, we'll probably finish this in like two weeks. And they're like, Oh yeah, that'll never happen. Best we've ever heard is 19 days. And like, I right. like Scrappy and I weren't on a, like, we're not racing. We're just hiking but hiking hard. And, uh, but yeah, they're like, yeah, there's no way you can't do this in two weeks.
3: Yeah. It was pretty interesting to, uh, to you. one guy's like, yeah, you, you can't do it in two weeks. Um, and another guy he'd been out there for like six weeks or something. So like when you for 273 miles, it's like when you break it down, it comes out to like six miles a day. If you walk at three miles an hour, that's two hours of walking. There's 24 hours in a day. What do you do with the other 23 hours?
2: That guy did not want to go back to his job, his wife, or his that's, house. Something, I don't know. Exactly. Something that's keeping true. him away. That's
3: true. Something he
2: was hiding from something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
3: All right, I'll give him that. I'll give him that. <laughs>
2: All right. So we've heard a couple of stories. What, what other stories do you have from the long trail? The, the two of you out there for two weeks, there's gotta be just a, a lot of hilarity. I would think.
1: Besides me falling and him like gasping. <laughs> I think he okay. broke a hip. Yeah. <laughs> um, Doc, I, I want to say that I think Scrappy joined Scrappy. I'm, I'm sorry. I think you, you're going to agree with me on this, but. I think he joined me because he had something to prove to Vermont.
3: Oh, man. Right? Um, On the Appalachian Trail, allegedly, so they say, there may be a photo of me having a breakdown on the trail in Vermont. Um, Because of mud, cold. So, Vermont... uh, as some know it, also Vermont, Vermud. Because there is this constant layer of mud that just covers the entire state of Vermont. Uh, in the summertime, it's ever-present. And it in the wintertime, it just gets covered by snow. So there's just mud. And when I was on the AT, just after days of slogging through mud, I was like, you know what? Today's the day I'm putting on clothes. Clean socks. I slipped immediately after putting on clean socks and my feet dunked into just these thick mud puddles that are everywhere on the trail. And I was had a little bit of a breakdown. I was just done. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Why does anybody hike out here on the East Coast? It's terrible. It doesn't rain on the West Coast. Why would anybody choose to be here? I don't understand any of this. So there's a photo of me at a, at a weak point in my hike. <laughs> so being out there on the long trail, I had, I had to prove that I could do it. I had to be strong. So I came prepared this time. I was ready for rain and mud. My uh,
2: Now, these, th- this episode is going to air next Monday. So in six days. It's going to be a bonus episode for season three. People are really looking forward to it. They're excited to hear from you guys. Any possibility that I can get uh, pictures from you, Scrappy, of your, your mental breakdown picture? And also, you may or may not have pictures of, of Ginger Balls in you know during his falls.
3: Hey, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll see if I can get some photos to you. Okay. Very good. A I'm fine with it. I, I want to picture <laughs>
1: of me feeble in the mud. I'm fine. I'm fine. With that. <laughs> It shows the true nature of that trail, man.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll get some photos to you. It's it's gnarly out there, man. But uh, I came a little more prepared. Uh, I was ready for some colder temps and ready for the mud. So my initial plan was I was going to hike in sandals this time. That was my, my radical idea, my thought, because the thought process being – Uh, When you're hiking in shoes and socks and step in the mud, water, it takes forever here for everything to dry out. But if you hike in sandals, your skin is waterproof. The sandals will dry out and you can just keep walking. Didn't quite turn out to be that simple. It sounded much better on paper when I was sitting on the couch at home in dry Southern California. The actual practical application of that is... It's so muddy and rudy that I think if anybody hikes in sandals out there, they're going to get their toes ripped off immediately. So I'm going to say sandals did not work on the long trail. Great camp shoes, though.
2: Okay, great camp shoes. I was going to predict that you lost one of those sandals in the, in the, in the thick mud somewhere.
3: Well, I think like I damn near lost a shoe a couple times. It definitely sucked my shoe off that happened
1: that's because but. of the brand of shoe you're
2: wearing but oh here we go again here we go again
3: <laughs> yeah it's, it's I, that I don't want to talk about the brand that. you're
1: wearing but you know
2: now balls you you did the hayduke trail and you also you know you had to it heed heed by the uh, quicksand warnings i remember from from yes. your, your time on on the hayduke how does the long trail in vermont compare in terms of difficulty with the hayduke
1: you know, hey, Duke was the toughest trail I've ever done, but Vermont Long Trail is no joke, man. Like, seriously, it kicked my it – every day was just cold, wet. You're putting on cold, wet socks, cold, wet whatever you're wearing. You're getting up early, and it's 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 a tough trail. Physically, it's a very t- tough trail. A lot of respect to that trail. Um, I loved it. I don't know if I'd do it again. I love the inn at long trail. So do you know where that is? You ever been there? No, say it again. The inn at long trail. So it's where okay the AT and the Long Trail kind of separate. And it's okay. kind of a historical place. Mm-hmm. So Scrappy and I uh was that, that was my birthday, right?
3: Yes, it was.
1: It was. Is my uh 30th birthday. Um, and we had a couple cocktails and uh good friend of mine loco um she called the bar and said whatever these guys want paid for it and so we had dinner and some beers but uh did long trails no joke like i don't want to be a fear monger like a lot of people are about how tough stuff is but it's going to challenge you and to do it in two weeks is uh is is a good challenge
2: yeah, is it's it normally tricky. is it normally a 3 to 4 week, 5 week trip?
1: I, I say it's more normally like 3 to 4. Yeah. Yeah, it's like 3 is probably normal, 4 if you want to take your time, 2 you're pushing it. And, and like when Scrappy and I finished I was like, dude, we like we put in some work, you know. It was a lot of work.
2: And, and why did you why start? did you why did you push that hard? Why did you do it in 2 weeks? Why not take 3 weeks?
3: Cuz Scrappy had to go to work. Oh, scrappy. I I had a loose schedule. I kind of had to be back to work,
1: and and I like a challenge. So I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, like I don't, yeah, I don't want to take my time. But we had a great finish story too. Oh, so we, So the day before we finished, we come down into this parking lot, and we're I'm like, let's eat lunch. So we're eating lunch, cooking our stuff, and this lady walks up with some dogs. She's like you guys need a ride. Like, nah, we're good. We're finishing the long trail. She's like, Oh, when are you going to finish? Like tomorrow morning. And so you need a ride back to, how are you guys getting back to what's the city scrappy?
3: Um, Burlington.
1: Burlington. And I'm like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. She goes, yeah, that's a hard, that's a hard way to figure it out. Like a lot of roads and all that. So she volunteers her Scottish husband, to meet us. And I'm like, all right, cool. So we sleep in this uh, shelter, which uh, I'll tell you again. I've slept in more shelters on the on the uh, long trail than ever in my life. Because they were just there. But uh, this dude picks us up and drives us all the way back into Burlington. Next day.
4: Yeah, yeah
3: the, uh, at the trail ends at a place called Journey's End and it's just this road you go from like <laughs> the highway to a road to a street to a dirt road that just ends it fades away at the canadian border so to end there is a pretty difficult task unless you have a ride established there's and we no, had no traffic we had no road.
1: plan randomly we ran to this awesome couple otherwise we would have been
4: just a
3: walking down this road for days at a time or yeah. for at least a couple days but luckily this couple who lived in the area offered they're like hey if if you're there at journey's end at 9:15 in the morning we'll give you a ride so that last day we woke up early booked it to the finish took our photos and Made it to Journey's End and there was, Journey's there, was, end, yeah. there was no car there. So we had to walk down the road regardless until luckily a truck pulled up. was like, hey, I've been looking for you guys. <laughs> so that was kind of a close call. We thought we were going to have to walk all the way back to civilization, but we got lucky on that one.
2: That is just another example and a long list of examples of the trail will provide.
1: Dude,
2: 100%. The trail Always provides. Fun. Yep. All right. Well, hey, what what is next for you guys? What what uh, what's the next challenge?
1: All right, I'll start. Um, Going back to Alaska, I'll be in Alaska till September, and then I was gonna. I haven't talked to Strappy about this, but Ice Age Trail, um, ish, But you know, I don't know what your plans are. So if I do Ice Age Trail, I'm gonna start up in uh, Minnesota. Into Borderland Trail, and then drop into Ice Age.
2: So,
3: yeah, he's already got this schemed up already. We'll have to we'll have to get a sidebar going and get that worked out.
2: Yeah. Come on, Scrappy, let's commit. Let's 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 do it right now. That uh, you're gonna you're gonna join him on this this trail. You've got enough notice. You can give work. Hey, I need a month off. Or how, how long is that gonna take you, ginger Boss?
1: Uh, it's 1200 miles. So I don't know. What is that? Six weeks, eight weeks. So I don't know. Yeah. You could
3: get, uh,
2: get that off. That's all right. It's flat. Yeah.
1: It's
3: like, oh, yeah, that's true. I think we could do that. Definitely. I'm going to say two months. We could do that. Easy peasy. Yeah. Okay. Huh.
2: And it checks off one of those, one of those national scenic trails that you need to get under your it, belt you by the time you're 27.
3: Two birds, one stone. Look at that. I think yeah. that might be the way to go. I like it. Um,
2: all right. Well, how about uh, Scrappy? Did you have any immediate plans or?
3: I'm still, if, if everything works out according to plan, I'm planning on doing the Arizona trail uh, early 2022. I'd like okay. to do that. That's been on my list for a long time. I love the desert. I'm a desert rat. So being out there in Arizona sounds really cool. That is the next thing in the foreseeable future. But I think after that, I want to do a lot of traveling next year. i you know, another year of being in this panini, but uh, yeah. I want to go out there and, and and just I just want to travel, not necessarily hiking, but worldly travel. Got it. Across some some islands and uh, mountains off the list. Nice.
1: When When are you guys coming out of Colorado to Colorado? Learn to snowboard.
3: I'm going to go skiing up in Wrightwood this year. I'm going to get a couple lessons under my belt and then I'm coming out to take your course.
1: Okay. So, you know, a professional ski and snowboard instructor. So take advantage of that.
3: That's true. I got to
2: I've got some skiing under my belt when I was younger, but I've never snowboarded. I would love to learn how to snowboard. We'll have to set Stop. something up. Jeebs.
3: Come out,
1: come out to winter park. Okay. I'd love to give you a snowboard lesson. Three hours. I'll change your life.
2: Fantastic. Yeah,
1: I right.
3: hear he's good. I, I've heard many stories of him taking rookies, people who have no idea what they're doing, and at the end of the day, they're, they're, they're doing shredding half the nar, as they say.
2: Shredding the gnar. Okay. Hey,
3: no, no half pipes, but, yeah, <laughs> you, you, can, you can be good.
2: Okay. All right. Hey, guys, you know where we are? Where are we? We're at that part of the episode where I ask you for your pro tip inside of the week. What little nugget of wisdom can you share with our listeners to make their next outdoor experience even better and this episode we get two pro tips one from each of you who wants to go first
1: Scrappy,
3: you go first all right okay. Scrappy. um okay i don't know if it's so much a pro tip as it, it kind of falls under gear choice slash mm-hmm. pro tip i'm gonna say there's a little bit of both um does it have to do with piece trail, of trail runners hike this one does not okay all right <laughs> but i'm ready for that argument any, any day let's but for <laughs> now for the sake of that we only have so long to do this this podcast <laughs> um lightweight trekking poles um are a game changer uh, i've got I, I i can say brands right that's sure yeah all right okay yeah uh, uh the Gossamer gear carbon fiber trekking poles are amazing out of this world and it's one of those just like the sit pad once you try it there's no going back so most trekking poles for most brands are just these solid chunks of metal and that's what everybody knows everybody uses them and that's just what you're used to just these solid chunks of metal used while hiking but once you try carbon fiber trekking poles, they're so light they damn near float away in your hand while using them.
2: They're just pulling they you up do the mountain. The,
3: yeah, they do the exact same, uh, they have the exact same purpose as these thick, heavy ones. But you're using so much less energy just doing this all day. And there's something to lightweight trekking poles that I think people aren't. They are a little pricey to get into, but oh, totally worth the investment. Ultralight carbon fiber trekking poles. I use the uh, Gossamer Gear carbon fiber ones. They have two models. Um, the, the ones that collapse all the way, I can't remember the specific name. I want to say it's like LT5 or something like that. It's kind of a weird, it's numbers and letters. So I can't remember it off the top of my head. But Ultralight <laughs> carbon fiber trekking poles is the way to go.
2: Okay, Jeeves. I, I thought he was going to throw us a curveball. He, he he did throw us a curveball because for the last ten minutes he's been playing with an ice axe. I thought I thought he was going to go I with a, that, an but, ice axe pro tip oh, somehow.
1: I, I oh, saw in his hand. I'm like, what are you doing? Uh,
3: I I just I, I keep it here ready ready to go in case I have to do any mountaineering in my bedroom. But
1: um, is, is that for same, group actually, or, I mean, I know you're in California. Is that in case? Gangs bust into your house.
3: <laughs> uh, it, it's um, it's multi-purpose, but actually okay, you're, on that same not though, even
1: in L.A. Like my my daughter calls him out, like he's not in L.A. Santa Clarita's not
3: L.A. It's it's it's, it, it's hard to explain when you say like if I say oh I'm from Santa Clarita, people like where? And I guess say uh, uh you know it's where okay, the five, outside five, of L.A. Not L.A. I, it's L.A. County, but if I say Santa Clarita, no one knows where it is until I say oh. Do you know where Six Flags Magic Mountain is? Oh, Santa Clarita! I know right where you're at. Like, that's yeah, right. right, there. That's right.
2: I feel your pain, Scrappy. I know
4: exactly <laughs> what I
3: you're talking about. Those balls on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm, I'm I'm 40 minutes from downtown Los Angeles. All right, it's I'm, I'm yeah, close. Not LA. You're not LA.
2: There you okay. go. All right, balls. What's your uh, pro tip inside of the week?
3: Okay, so
1: I already I already went on my soapbox about the shoes. Um, you did. So I don't want to do that anymore. So. I'm just gonna. I, I'm gonna mention a, a brand, Ab Gear Co. I tell you, this stuff here for base layers, for a sleeping bag liner, for a beanie, it's the best company out there. It's the best thing you use on on a hike. It's better than merino. Uh have done smell. I wear it every single day on my hikes. I wear it when I'm snowboarding. I so. Yeah, if somebody wants some good gear, good clothing, I'd go with App Gear Co. I'm not getting paid for this. Uh, they don't pay me. I, I use it for the past four years, and Scrappy knows the story, origin story, when I met these guys. So it's uh, I, yeah,
3: yeah, it's a whole story for all the its own podcast. <laughs> but um, just to we got a little, I feel like we got a little off traffic off topic i'm sorry but in uh a good point me and Jeeves discussed while we were out there was uh fear mongering oh Every, yeah, yeah everybody has some idea notion that you're not gonna make it because what they've seen is the hardest thing that has ever been done nobody will ever repeat it that's why when you're going northbound all the southbounders tell you like oh uh, up there you're never going to make it the north the north the mountains it's so steep the rain the storms the cold it's like okay i haven't seen that i've i've made it this far okay and i'm i'm surviving so i would say uh, fear mongering is a serious issue on any long distance trail until you get there and see it for yourself test your abilities your skill set to the challenge i wouldn't get off trail skip around flip flop yo-yo Get there, see if you can do it. And sure enough, it may be hard. There may be a lot of snow, river crossing. You never know what you're going to see, but you have to see it for yourself. Don't let somebody else tell you what's up there and cause you to alter your trail plans. Yeah,
1: You said it better than I could have said it right there, 100%, because all that fear mongering scares people off trail. They quit. They go to whatever. we 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 joked about this the whole time Mm -hmm. because everybody's like you'll never make it like i was like are there dragons or like what what, what's up north like are there demons dragons like what
3: all of the above were apparently in the north but we survived
2: yeah you guys are saying the exact same thing that ib tat said uh about when he uh, was entering the Sierras, people were saying, Oh, it's unbelievable. You're not going to make it. You got to flip flop. You got to do that. And he's like, I will put my own damn eyes on on what the situation is and I'll make exactly. my own damn decision. So.
3: Yeah. I think uh, Jeeves has a good, good point on the Sierras in a, in a high snow year. Oh
1: yeah. yeah I mean, I, I got frostbite involved,
2: involved, right? Yeah,
1: I did. I did. That's
2: right. We wait, talked wait, about that wait, last wait. time.
1: Everybody's like, you'll die if you go in. I'm like, well, okay, if I, if I choose to go in, I die, that's on me, but I don't think I'm going to die, but I went in and, you know, I made some bad decisions, got frostbite, came out, went back in. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's go.
2: Right. Very good. So there you have it. That's it. This episode is just about in the books. Hope our listeners enjoyed our time with Jeebs and Scrappy. I want to thank them for joining us this week, guys. How can our listeners keep up with you on social media and where can they find updates on your latest adventures?
3: I'm still on instagram uh hiking guy Garrett that's obviously I like hiking and my name is Garrett, so combine the two that's what you get
2: beautiful And
3: I'm
1: on Instagram at um hiking underscore ginger underscore b like I don't want to put ginger balls on my on my uh instagram, so yeah
2: very very tasteful sir yes
1: I, i'm very I'm, I'm trying to be professional keeping it wholesome. <laughs> for the children my, my mom likes it
2: <laughs> nice <laughs> remember to check out the pod on social media as well we're on facebook youtube instagram twitter and tiktok even though last time i said tiktok ginger balls called me a teenage girl yeah. um and if you have comments or clips you want to share you can send it to me at john freaking here <laughs> at gmail.com guys i'm also looking to you to share a recommendation for a book a movie documentary some kind of uh, adventure media to keep our listeners connected to the trail, we call this our Adventure Media Recommendation. Anything that uh, you've read or seen recently that you would recommend to us?
1: Yes. The sun is a compass.
2: Nice. Who's it written by?
1: Uh, i you going to read that.
2: I, it's too small. My eyes are too, my eyes are too old to, to read that. All
1: right, um, written by Caroline Van Hemert okay amazing book yeah yeah
2: the sun is a compass and a brief synopsis what's it about
1: um so a couple just kind of took off from america went all the way up through uh the passage up through alaska and did. it's crazy okay well
2: put it on your christmas list here we go there
3: you go sun is a compass
2: sun is a compass how about you scrappy
3: this one, I can't take credit for. This is all Jeebs. Um, he turned me on to the book, The Comfort Crisis. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That book kind of has changed my, my whole view on...
1: Dude, that's why you have a beard now.
3: That is why if my <laughs> early primal ancestors had beards. I'll have a beard, too, just like them. Uh, it's The Comfort Crisis by Michael Easter, it just goes into how modern life is making us soft. We, we are strong, capable beings that can walk, outrun any creature on the planet. Yet here we are sitting at home, not walking anywhere, in our cars, in, in our homes, our societies and civilizations. And that book just talks about how humans have spent the last few hundred thousand years uh, developing uh, and evolving to be primal machines, and yet the last couple hundred years, here we are living in uh, these cities that twist our mind. Constant exposure to noise and light, how it affects everything. What'd you say?
1: Earphones on.
3: Well, okay. Well, my ear. Okay. <laughs> quality audio. All right. My early primal ancestors probably didn't have these. I, I, I they just, wish they did.
1: I, I, Bust your balls,
3: man! I love you. <laughs> Comfort crisis. Would Comfort recommend crisis. Ten out of ten.
2: Outstanding. Yeah. Okay. And hey, before we wrap things up, I've got one more segment for you called "What Have I Not Asked You?" That you're dying to tell us about. What did we miss?
1: About about hiking or about what?
2: Anything. Anything you're dying to tell us?
1: Um. I've never been happier giving up all my comforts. Yeah. Like I, I live in this tiny little, I do this. If I could show you guys where I live, like it's tiny and I just work all day teaching snowboard lessons and riding. If I don't have a lesson, I come back here and today I made elk stew all day long and I'm happy as fuck. I don't need a big house. No one needs it. There you
2: go. Simplify. Very nice. How about you, Scrappy? Anything we left out you want to talk talk to us about?
3: I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I'm glad I got to talk about the comfort crisis because yeah. when he told me about that, that blew my mind and has kind of changed my perception these last few months. Just when I look at things and think about my body, what I put into my body, it's Kind of I've been telling everybody I can about like have you read the book? Okay, listen to the audio book if, if you don't have the time to read it. So I, I was we were able to talk about that. And so I don't think I have anything else.
2: Okay. Well that's hey, a
1: so I've done two things for Scrappy.
2: Okay.
3: He's better
1: and he's listened to a, he's listened to a great book. So that's my job in life.
2: You've made an impact, Paul. <laughs> Very good. Very good. That's a wrap from the John Freaky Mirror Studio. Any shout-outs to friends and family guys?
3: I, I think the, the, Oh, sorry. You go ahead, Jeeves.
1: No, I have nothing to say. Go
3: ahead. I, I'm going to say thank you to Jeeves. This is all, all his doing. Uh, he's put me in contact with you. Uh, he's the one who got me out there on the, to face my demons on the East Coast and be out there on the long trail. And here we are doing the podcast again. So I have to say thank you to Jeeves for getting me out there. Glad I got to hike with you and spend your birthday with you out there.
1: See you next year, man.
2: All right. Next year. Nice. Thank you for tuning in. Always remember the trail is the trail. It doesn't care if you want to go downhill. It doesn't care if it's almost dark and you're looking for a campsite. It doesn't even care if you spent the whole day trying not to listen to the fear mongers. The trail is the trail. Embrace the suck.